another episode of The Best of Frantic Times with the Frantics. Two Frantics standing here right now. Peter Wildman. Paul Chatto. But uh, two are not here, and they are... Rick Green. And Dan Redican. So what what are these podcasts, Peter? What are they? Yeah, like where did they come from? They came from our... Oh, I see. Yes, a, a quiz. Right. They came from <laughs> They came from our CBC radio series that we had back in the 80s that was enormously popular and uh, made us household names for five minutes in Canada. And now we're resurrecting them. We sure are. Like, like with a box of Viagra. Okay, we're going to stop talking there and play a sketch before we blow this intro. This next one is called Mail Order Bride. Coming. Coming. Package for Herb Radisson. Oh, what did Marnie buy now? Huh? Oh, this box is huge. Yeah, well, you sign here yeah, and right. uh, over here. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Hey, aren't you going to help me carry it in? Nope. Have a nice day. <laughs> oh, better get it inside. Oh, it's heavy. Oh, oh from the Philippines. Well, if Marnie bought new patio furniture, we can't afford this. Oh, where's my pen knife? The box. It's talking. There's someone in here. Oh, Herbert, at last. Who the hell are you? Josie, your mail order bride from the Philippines. Josie? Well, I don't know any. Josie? My pen pal is. Mm. Is that you? It's me. I, I came as soon as I received your proposal. But that was. 25 years ago. Yes. 25 years, three months, six days. Great postal service. <laughs> well, I was only 11 at the time. I didn't expect you to show up. Oh, it doesn't matter. Husband of mine, will you carry your blushing bride across the threshold of her mailing carton? Um, Josie, um, you, you can't be serious about this marriage thing. Oh, of course I am, my darling. Oh, excuse me. These packing chips get everywhere. <laughs> you don't understand, Josie. My life has changed a lot since I was 11. Oh, you, you mean you no longer have a paper route and a part-time job at Dominion? No, that hasn't changed. Oh. <laughs> oh, but it has taken so long for me to find you. So often I got so close to you, but every time it was no longer at this address. Moved. No forwarding address. Oh, it must have been hell. Oh, yes. Well, the postmen were very kind. Oh, good. Some of the finest food in the world has been slipped into this crate. Oh. They even packed me in a larger crate when I reached puberty. Oh. <laughs> sounds great. But all this time it was you I was thinking of. Oh. Rereading your letter. Josie, there's... Something I've got to tell you. Tell me, my Herbert, my beautiful Herbert. How long have I waited to hear those words from your lips? I'm already married. And I love you, too. Married? Yes, I gave up on you when I turned 12. Are you telling me I spent the best years of my life traveling around the world in a crate? Now, you said it wasn't too bad in there. If my father were here, he would kill you for my honor. Look, we were just pen pals. Besides, I was too young to get married. I was only 11. I was the same age, but in the Philippines, I was considered an old maid. You are my last hope. Oh, I know you've sacrificed a lot. I have. And I know you've hoped and dreamed. I have. And I know you've saved yourself for me. Herbert, you're a 
about 10 years ago, the War Measures Act, where the RCMP steamed me open. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Josie, you poor, sweet thing. Uh Actually, I was glad to get out and stretch. (laughs) Look. Look, Josie, if... If my wife comes home and, and, and finds me talking to a pretty Polynesian girl in the living room, she's going to kill me. Then come with me. What? Let me be your guide to the post offices of the world. Japan, Russia, the Caribbean. I'm sorry, Josie, I can't. I've got a new car to pay off, a mortgage, my job. How can I leave Dominion? Okay, let's go. a bigger box. We can get one at Dominion. But what about your wife? I'll send her a postcard. That's the best of the Frantic Times. Honestly, it is. We scoured around. This was the best we could find. It's the Frantics. We've come to this shopping mall to ask Mrs. Sarnicki to compare Dovey toilet tissue to other leading brands. What does this brand feel like? It's like the molten surface of Jupiter's fifth moon. Well, how about this tissue? It's 47 times softer. It's like a handful of jello. Mrs. Sarnicki, you preferred the dovey tissue. No. See for yourself. Say it isn't so, you big teaser. You picked dovey over your regular brand. I'm so shocked. I might do grievous bodily harm to myself with an anvil. Are you switching to Dovey toilet tissue? Yes. Dovey is better than surviving a toboggan mishap. You really like Dovey? It's like you're using nothing at all. Millions of housewives agree. Dovey toilet tissue, it's softer than soft. Real good wipe, you know. And now, to dedicate this memorial to those who died in this great civil war at Gettysburg, the President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. Thank you. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth unto this continent... Sherman's bottle opener (laughs) brought forth onto this continent a new land conceived in liberty speak up string bean conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal even Hungarians (laughs) we are engaged in a great war what's so great about it Testing whether that nation, what nation? or any other what nation, nation can long endure. Hurry! Hey, Ed, you seen any good plays lately? <laughs> I'm trying to speak. It's not working! But in a larger sense. Is that a bigger penny? We cannot consecrate. Take X Lax! The intro. 
Oh, okay. Now I'm getting it. I thought we were this talking. This comedy gold we're making here. Okay, this that's comedy fine. gold. Uh, no, no. I no, it is. No, we're talking about the sketch we're going to introduce. <laughs> and I we haven't given away the premise. We've just said it's sexist and portrays women in a in a terrible way. And we apologize. And uh, this sketch is now called New Secretary. See what I did there? Uh, so, so what you're doing is allows us to get away with playing a sketch again that otherwise we would not be allowed to play. Correct. Oh, that is genius. Thank you. Now that's the Xeroxing room over there. There's the filing cabinets. And last but not least, this will be your desk, Miss Fairbrass. <laughs> yes, Mr. Strump. <laughs> that's wonderful, Mr. Strump. Good. Don't you worry, Mr. Strump. I'm going to be the best secretary that Davoid Limper Strump and Fold ever had. Good. Just, just do your job, Miss Fairbrass. <laughs> yes, Mr. Strump. I'll type... I'll run. I'll file. <laughs> and I'll make coffee. Now, all we ask is that you work hard and be cheerful. We've gone through 20 secretaries here at Davoid, Limper, Strump, and Fold, and not one has managed to be hardworking and cheerful to our satisfaction. <laughs> yes, Mr. Strump, I'll work hard and be cheerful. <laughs> Fine, I'll be in my office. Yes, sir. <laughs> Morning, Strump. Oh, hello, Davoid. <laughs> it's a wonderful day. <laughs> How are you, Davoid? I bumped my fender on the way to the office this oh, morning. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> Who is this hyena? Oh, th th this is Miss Fairbrass, our new secretary. How do you do? I'm cheerful. Fire. I'll be in my office. Did he say I was fired? Well, why did you laugh about his bent fender? Well, you told me to be cheerful. Well, you shouldn't be cheerful all the time. Sometimes you should show a little sympathy. Hello, Strump. Oh, morning, Limper. What's wrong with you? Oh, I got a bit of a head cold. Oh, my God! <laughs> no! Why this man? How bravely you carry on! <laughs> uh, what's wrong with her? She's our new secretary. Call manpower and complain after you fire her. I'll be in my office. Well, what about you? You just got fired again. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I was being sympathetic. Well, there's, there's a difference between wailing for the dead and a bit of sympathy. <laughs> a simple tusk tusk and a cup of coffee would have sufficed. Hi, Strump. Morning, Fold. Oh, the wife had a baby. Oh, oh girl. Six pounds. Great. <laughs> Are the radiators clicking again? <laughs> No, this is Miss Fairbrass. Oh, our new secretary. <laughs> Fire her. I'll be in my office. Well, would you like a cup of coffee? You're batting a thousand, Fairbrass. Well, I did what you told me. No, I I'm sorry. My three partners agree, and we need someone who can keep their emotions more appropriate to the occasion. Oh. Where's the Crosswell report? Oh, well, right here on my desk, Mr. Davoid. Oh, thanks. Oh, my hangnail. Oh. Would you like a cup of coffee, Mr. Davoid? Well, thank you, yes. Uh, good news. I just clinched the Johnson deal. Oh, that's wonderful, Mr. Limper. Coffee? Uh, yes, please. Oh, uh, you know, I just slammed the desk drawer on my finger. Oh, Mr. Fold, you poor man. Let me put some ointment on it and pour you a nice cup of coffee. Oh, thank you. Miss Fairbrass? 
I think you're going to work out just fine. Yeah, just great. Oh, well, then I'm not fired? I guess not. Nope. You must be pretty ecstatic. Oh, 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 yes! Yes! <laughs> Paul! Dan! Rick! What about Peter? Oh, we're fine. What? Here comes the police chief. Chief, Chief, any comment on the arsonist? No comment. Ah, uh, Chief, is it true you've arrested a suspect in connection with all these fights? I'm sorry, I have no Chief, comment. Chief, Chief, is it true the suspect is not human? I'm sorry, no comment. I'll have more later. Oh, but Chief, Chief, I'm, Chief, sorry, Chief I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Constable, where is the suspect? In cell three, Chief. Right, let me in, please. Constable, you wait outside. Yes, Chief. So, we meet at last. I'm Chief Lipton. Hi, I'm Smokey the Bear. <laughs> Big, bad Smokey the Bear. Who'd have ever thought it of you? Chief, why am I being held? The jig is up, Smokey. We have five witnesses who'll place a large bear with a funny hat at the match company fire this morning. I was in the woods this morning patrolling for smoke. Uh-huh. Alone, I suppose. Yes, I always work alone. Uh-huh. Why weren't you hibernating, Smokey? Well, I couldn't sleep. I was worried about a fire. You think a lot about fire, don't you? Each year, over 10,000 fires are set Yeah, by... yeah, yeah, yeah. Fess up, Bear. Come on, we'll go easy on you. Jail ain't so bad. It beats handouts and garbage dumps. No, no, you've, you've got it all wrong, Chief. I, I prevent... Forest fires. I thought only we could prevent forest fires. Well, yes, only you can prevent forest fires. Aha, uh-huh. that... changing your story, eh, Smokey? No, no. You smell like gasoline. That's bear musk. <laughs> Listen, Smokey, I understand. I know how it is. It must be tough for you to see all those acres go up in flames. Yeah. And your forest friends with them? Yeah. Victims like Greta the groundhog? Hey, you leave Greta out of this. You're mad at what they did to her, aren't you? Well, yeah. You want revenge, don't you? Well, yeah. You'll make them pay, won't you, Smokey? I'm, You're going to make them pay, no, aren't you? No, What are you saying, Smokey? No, Come on, out with it. Mouth. Chief. What? We've arrested the real arsonist. What? The real one? Yeah, caught him red-handed at the barbecue warehouse blaze. Well, I'll be. I, I guess I owe you an apology, Smokey. That's okay, Chief. I'm a bit of a fascist myself. <laughs> <laughs> Would you bring in the uh, culprit, Constable? Yes, Chief. All right. So it's you. I should have known. How'd you do it? How'd you set 20 fires and not get caught? How could you fool the entire police department? Because I'm smarter than the average bear. The world will little note, nor long remember, what we say here. Yeah, that's for sure! But it can never forget what they did here. I love your hat! I want a hat like that! (laughs) Would you shut up? I will if you will! It is for us, the living. Boring! Hey, you got a piece of corn on your tape! Shut up, please! I love that hat! 
One of the things that we did in the radio show is that when one sketch came up that was really popular, we would then repeat the theme, right? Yes. And now, is that being creative or being lazy? Um, both, I think, because I think on one hand, we wanted to explore all the aspects of what we could get out of that premise. Oh, but... that's a good answer. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. This, uh, this is, uh, we're talking about a series of sketches called Suicide Watch. Which uh, featured had, Dan Redican. Featured Dan and had a strange premise that he would come on air and say, "Hello, this is Suicide Watch. I'm ready to talk." And people that were suicidal would call in, like they were waiting for his show to come on, which is kind of mental. And he, he as the host, really didn't care about their and needs. And he didn't really care. My favorite part was that it was sponsored by Manfred's. Manfred's and uh, Manfred's had all kinds of. Uh, what was your favorite Manfred product? I, I, I think uh, parrot beak pudding. Was there parrot beak pudding? Something. My favorite was the food in a plastic bag. Oh. And you ate the plastic bag, but your body couldn't digest it, and you pooped it out, and you'd lose weight because you'd be eating, but you wouldn't be digesting it. But anything. it was recyclable. Yes, recyclable <laughs> food. Yes. That's right. I remember Man that. Man, friends, recyclable food. So, is this so th- this is Suicide Watch. With uh, Dan. With Dan. Called, called Wrong Number. Please enjoy. Are you lonely? Depressed? Thinking of ending it all? I'm Roland Grit, and this is Suicide Watch. (laughs) If life is too much for you to handle, give me a call here at Suicide Watch. I care. I really do. Suicide Watch is brought to you by Manfred's, makers of Manfred's delicious new tuna fish jelly rolls. (laughs) The delicious meal that looks like a dessert or something. Someone in need is calling us now. Hello, friend. Is Sally there? You're looking for the woman you love. Yes, I want Sally, please. She was your girl, right? Yes, I want to speak to her. And you need someone to communicate your feelings to, but, but Sally won't talk to you, is that it? Oh, I think I've made a mistake. Hey, 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 don't go blaming yourself. <laughs> Cheer up. Oh, I think I dialed the wrong number. Life is a wrong number sometimes. Is it? That's why you think Sally won't talk to you. Do you want to talk about this fight you had? Fight? What fight? You mean she's still upset over that thing at the cottage last summer? Hey, that was last summer. Stop dwelling on it, friend. But that meant nothing. Then how come you've broken up with Sally over it? Broken up? We've broken up? My Sally's gone! Hey, hey, you've got to accept it's over. She's found someone new. She has? Is that why you're thinking of suicide? Suicide? Oh, so what if she was the most important thing in your life? She wasn't. So what if she's dating hundreds of other men or laughing behind your back? We were going to be married on Sunday. And now your love has turned to hate. Am I right? Bitch, why didn't she tell me? Hey. It's not fair. Calm down, friend. Promise me you won't kill yourself just to end the misery. The endless agony. Why shouldn't I? I'll tell you why. During this word... From Manfred's. Are you hungry yet, dear? Well, I'm hungry enough for a main course or a dessert, but not both. Good, then Manfred's tuna fish jelly rolls are the answer. Tuna fish jelly rolls? Mmm! Would you like them smothered in Manfred's hot licorice white sauce? Well, either way, they taste like fish heads wrapped in sugary bread dough. Leave
leave it to Manfred's to come up with a delicious food substance that can only be sold under the counter. Manfred's jelly rolls with tuna fish. Puts that healthy glow back in your cheeks. It's Manfred's and the white sauce with the licorice. The fishy sweet taste stays with you for weeks. It's Manfred's? It's fish. Rolling grit back again with a dejected fellow. Sally, I loved hey, you, Sally. Hey, look at I know what you're thinking, pal. It's it's not right. What? What's look, not right? You want to shoot yourself so Sally will feel guilty and remember you for the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah, that would sure. I knew it. Listen, pal. You take that gun, you throw it out. Yeah, that's what you I face up to life's endless agony. In ten years, you'll meet another girl, yeah. and you'll show this new girl a good time. I'm show her. That's the spirit. I've got. Good for you. You throw that gun out, and you... Oh, well, I, I guess he's gone off to do it. You know, there's another happy ending. So, friends, if you're feeling down about life, if you realize love never lasts, give me a call. I'm Roland Grit, and this is Suicide Watch. Brought to you by Manfred's, makers of Manfred's tuna fish jelly rolls, the dessert that tastes like a foreigner made it. Could be this one, or, or this one. How about this? Okay, fine. Here. This is the best of Frantic Times and the Frantics. And now I would like to sing the atheist's hymn. <clears throat> all things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, they just happened. Amen. I know the streets. I live the streets. I breathe that sweet carbon perfume. I suck on gas caps for a cheap thrill. <laughs> I'm from Etobicoke. <laughs> I used to have me a gang back there in Etobicoke. The Eaton's Furniture Department Demons. <laughs> we used to hang out in the basement of my condo, play the home version of Double Jeopardy. And sometimes we used to have street fights. Well, pillow fights, really. But they were mean pillow fights until one day when this guy brought a cushion along. thing had buttons on it. Got me right in the face. So I came back the next day and I brought a folding chair. Someone else brought a card table. Somebody brought a chaise lounge. First thing you know, full-scale furniture wars. <laughs> Gangs sprang up all over the city. The worst of them all were the honest dead honchos. <laughs> until their furniture fell apart. But there were the guys from the art shop. They had ceramic collies and chrome lamps. They were dangerous. <laughs> then there were guys from the beaches. They had beanbag chairs and water beds. <laughs> the fight with them was relaxing. <laughs> now I remember the big fight. The fight between my gang and the Leon's Warehouse showroom warriors. They all drove up with their couches on top of their cars on roof racks. 
I came out leading my gang. I was packing a piece. Lazy boy recliner rocker. Solid vinyl. You put up it against the wall, it would still open and close. It's really quite lovely. I'm facing the leader of their gang. And I figure he's a pansy or something. He's got a slip cover on his couch. Then he opened up that couch. It was, was no ordinary couch. It was a hideaway bed. He opened up and I got sucked inside. My whole life flashed before my eyes in decorated colors. I had to think quick. I said, hey, look, an unsightly coffee stain. So the guy looks, right? <laughs> and he starts wiping it with a damp cloth and he used a warm one. He should have used a cold one. I grabbed my lazy boy and I opened it and closed it. Open and closed. Recline, 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 recline. And I looked at him. He'd gone all limp. He was comfortable. I look around, see what the rest of my gang is doing. We're not doing too bad. There's my gal, Veronica. She's got three guys rearranging end tables. Way to go, Veronica. But where's my brother, Sal? I see my brother, Sal, in front of me. He's trapped between two posturepedic mattresses. And there's a girl in the nighty on top jumping up and down. I ran over there and I lazy-boyed her. <laughs> Lifted up the top mattress. And there was Sal. With crisscross marks all over him. <laughs> Little trickle of fiber fill running out the side of his mouth. <laughs> he was dead. My brother Sal. Sal! He taught me how to use sectional shelving to make a house a home. I went mad. I went mad. I went around to every stick of furniture there, ripped off all the tags and said, please don't remove this tag. <laughs> well, the guys didn't know what to do after that. They didn't feel like fighting without their tag. I don't care. I don't see those guys anymore, except for Veronica. I married Veronica. We got... Three kids now, all high tech. <laughs> but you know, there's, there's still times when Veronica's asleep. Leave her lying in bed, go up to the attic, get up the old lazy boy, and I, I recline. I start to dream. I dream I'm back in Etobicoke, back with the old gang all around me, and we're all scotch guarding our easy to coordinate floral upholstery. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I know the streets. But more important than that, I know furniture. Now that might not mean much to you. But when you're a kid, growing up in Etobicoke, furniture is everything. But these dead shall not have died in vain. No! They died in Gettysburg, just like you! <laughs> That's it! <laughs> now, where was I? <laughs> Under God shall have a new birth of freedom. That government, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from this earth. You missed me! I love that! Ha! Ah!
This is the best of Frantic Times with the Frantic. Chemistry of love. Chemistry of love. Chemistry of love. I'm in love with my chemistry teacher, Miss Led. Her organic creations go straight to my head. She's all carbon and oxygen bonded just so, but I sulfur in silence and she'll never know that I'm out of my element whenever she's near with her platinum hair and her fermium rear. Her astentines are lovely, her titanium's large, but when she blows her pipette, my neutrons get charged. One nitrogen April, I stayed after class. My voice sounded strained like from helium gas. But her smile was knowing, her hair was like gold. I knew she meant bismuth, it made me feel bold. We made love right there, and the lab was our bed. With one knee on the fluorine, I savage misled. We covalently bonded electrons we shared. Like two atoms of hydrogen perfectly paired. Hey, hey, hey. She are gone in the morning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'm right on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know time helium wounds. But misled was a first order chemical reaction. Chemical reaction. Chemical reaction. Chemical reaction. Chemical reaction. And there you have it. Chemistry of love. And the end of another podcast. Yay! This has been the best of Frantic Times, written and performed by The Frantics, uh-huh. Paul Chatto, uh-huh. Rick Green, yep. Dan Riddickan, and Peter Wildman. That'd be me. With appearances by Maggie Butterfield, Mag Ruffman, Carolyn Scott, special thanks to Kathy Perry for the sound effects, and David Milligan for originally producing them. Find us on thefrantics.com. The Best of Frantic Times was produced by Derek Wellsman. Damn straight. Right. Boot to the head. Boot to the head! <laughs>